independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. FIFA, the world governing body of soccer. You guys suck, and we've talked about it. You allowed a dictator to to have the last World Cup, and you gave it to a despot country with blood-rich oil money, and this is what you get. The World Cup is two days away. They've got issues, but they got even bigger this morning. It's the first World Cup in the Middle East, the first starting in November. Despite human rights groups raising a host of concerns, tourists are still hopeful. Everything is so exciting. The vibe is amazing. Doha six years ago is not the same as today. There was like so much construction going on. We've been waiting for this for so long. I've been here nine years. For the country's rulers, hosting represents a tightrope act, placating its conservative citizens on the one hand while shoring up soft power as a major global player on the other. Yeah. 6,500 dead. That's according to many human rights organizations. Could the number be higher? Oh, hell yes. It's not even close on how bad this is. But you turned the world's biggest party over to a nation that announced a little while ago, after giving all the assurances that this is going to be so much fun and we're going to welcome the world. Yes, we're conservative and we take our our our, our, our religion extremely, extremely, extremely. It's extremely important to so us we take it very seriously. But we're going to allow the world to come and show you that we're a new changed uh, Middle East. We're a new changed world and that we're going to have softer power. We're going to have better human rights. And all you've done is violated all of that. Two days before, the biggest party in the world. You tell Budweiser, the key sponsor. Yeah, you guys can't sell your stuff inside the stadiums. Excuse me. Yeah, you guys can't do it. You could still have Bud Zero. The same beer taste with none of the fun. Bud Zero. And you could stay inside these little areas where they have you trapped. My God. Corruption. Welcome to the world of corruption. We're looking at the crypto stuff, right? So corrupt. The stuff that's going to come out on this, the amount of money that guy gave the Democrats, not just because he believes in the cause and stuff, but because he also wanted to crush his rivals. He was paying off people to go, how can I regulate all the other people? That are in my industry. How do you do it? You do it with money. The Olympics. Money. Politics. Money. Sports. Money. Disgusting. It is. Here's one headline today. It's going to be like a funeral. Soccer fans call it the worst FIFA World Cup. Yeah. So I'm going to watch the tournament because it's not the fault of the players. But it is a vile, disgusting thing to know that those guys who are going to be playing this weekend and for the next, well, almost 30 days are going to be running around on fields 
where there are dead bodies underneath them. This isn't Jimmy, as my buddy said yesterday, this isn't Jimmy Hoffa buried in the corner of the parking lot at the old stadium in New York. This is a guy fell from the scaffolding. He's dead. We'll just pave over him. God, corruption. It's just, you know, but alas, here we are. Here we are. Super pisses me off. I'll tell you what, it does. Whether it's the Olympics, soccer, politics, the frustration level has to be up here for all of us. It's such a game that so many people play. God, that pisses me off. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other goodies. Speaking of money, somebody paid way too much to buy a company that he probably could have gotten for half the price. And now, well, there's this use. It's the latest turmoil since the billionaire purchased Twitter. Musk immediately fired 50% of the workforce. Then, one of his ideas allowed users to pay for the verification checkmark. Twitter paused the feature after people were impersonating celebrities and brands. And last week, ABC News obtained exclusive audio of Musk in another meeting, demanding his employees return to the office. If you can show up in an office and you do not show up at the office, resignation accepted. End of story. Some advertisers have now paused spending on the platform until there's more clarity on Twitter's direction. Yeah, and I'm listening to that, and everybody's like, oh, it's demanding. Well, first of all, he paid way too much money to buy this. It needs changes. Secondly, yeah, your job is this. Well, the other people well, the other people aren't here now. I own the company. So your job is to come in to the company. We're asking you. He even softened the stance. I heard somebody the other day say, he's trying to starve his employees. By not giving them free lunch? Are you blanking kidding me? Well, yeah, Chad. I mean, it's they, they want free lunch. They get free lunch and dinner. Great. And, yeah, the reality was, hey, back in the day, and in some cases still, that was kind of the thing, the norm. Yesterday, my my uh, uh, my buddy filled in on my local show, and uh, his mother was a huge executive, a very large firm, and uh, tech firm for a long time, and she would tell him all the time, "Hey, we have to give them breakfast, lunch, and dinner for free, or they'll go elsewhere because they know they're in demand." Okay, but they were all in the office. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe there's something there. And you guys were profitable? Yeah, we were profitable. Okay. They're not profitable. They haven't been profitable. But they were in the office. Elon Musk said the other night, we had more people preparing the food than were actually in the building. Working for Twitter. The, the not, not the Twitter in the kitchen, but Twitter that we use. How dare he demand us come to work? Are you blanket kidding me? But the old guy... He, uh, the old guy, he told me it was fine. Oh, jeez. So it's not fine? No, you got to come into work. He softened his stance on that. You don't have to come into work every day. But we do demand that you work really hard every once in a great while. Saw somebody the other day. He's going to want accountability. 
And then you got the people at Starbucks yesterday. We had a couple of them here in Arizona, but I know across the country that they're the, the, the inhumane working conditions. Now, we started this beautiful Friday show out with 6,500 people died building soccer stadiums in a country. We have you fall and slip here. You get paid thousands upon thousands of dollars. They've got signs. Oh, my God. Oh, it's got the little guy falling. Ah, you, It's everywhere. OSHA. You go. I mean, I'm the only person on this side of the building. They were putting up new OSHA signs the other day, and I was laughing. Right. I've got a full. I've got a defibrillator on the side. I've got a full giant box full of like. I mean, just about everything. Outside of being shot, I could probably try to bring it back to life. And that's like that at Starbucks? <gasps> yeah, probably. Maybe not the defibrillator, but you never know. And you're complaining about, to work environments just too much. I didn't get my gender queer studies and interpretive dance of African anteater. If we go back to Can't Buy Me Love. I didn't get that to 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 be yelled at at... at at a here and misgendered the conditions are too much so 6500 people dead used as slave labor you're upset because they asked you to make oh my god there's not enough people on the floor at starbucks and they're upset about the red cup <laughs> god how lucky do we have it 323-538-2423 at chad benson show your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things and the things and the things and the things and the things you can check out on social media. Oh, my Lord. I'm happy it's Friday. Short week next week. Damn, is that needed. Coming up, bottom of the hour, uh, good buddy Gordon Chang's going to join us. Talk about G20 Summit, China. want to get into it a little bit about what took place with uh, Trudeau. <laughs> Trudeau and Xi the other day because they got in a little tat for tat right there and uh uh you know what's going on with that because they kind of threw out this like well you better watch it canada kind of thing and canada's like yeah well you know what we'll kick your ass and by that i mean the country below us (laughs) remember we're just their top hat you guys want to play some hockey i didn't think so better watch out three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three oh man omaha steaks love it barbecue this week and we've got uh, pork chops, and we've got amazing steaks. The best steaks in the world. That's what Omaha Steaks is, period. Case closed. Guaranteed. The best steaks, guaranteed. In fact, they back it up. 100% money back guarantee. Family and friends right now, 50% off. You go to omahasteaks.com. Use my code Benson. You're going to get an extra $30 off at checkout. Minimum order required. But it's 100% guaranteed. Right, All the flavors, juiciness, tenderness, the burgers, the hot dogs, the comfort food, the steaks, the pork chops. Oh, baby. Right now, get yours. Family and friends, naturally aged, juicy, tender. You are loving it. I sent my uncle some, and they went out to Morton's for uh, uh, my aunt's birthday the other night, and they barbecued. And my uncle's not a great barbecue. He's like, dude, these things blow Morton's away, and it didn't cost me 400 bucks. I said, I know, right? That's a win. Right now, get yours. 
Perfect time for the holidays. Still beautiful outside in some areas of the country. It's Omaha Steaks. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Stock up today. Friends and family, 50% off at checkout. Use code Benson and you save an extra $30. Omahasteaks.com. Omahasteaks.com. Promo code Benson at checkout. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say woo! Scripture teaches us that for everything, there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. My friends, no matter what title you all, my colleagues, have bestowed upon me, there is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and defending our Constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. She's gone, kind of, sort of. She decided, ah, I'm 82. I just don't know how much I can do this any longer. And I heard that uh, Chuck Schumer's like, Nancy, don't leave. People are going to notice I'm old, too. No, uh, Cindy Hoyer, I guess, stepped down as well. They're all keeping their gigs because they still like the power and hanging out. Uh, But she's not going anywhere. And the question is like, who's going to be next? Probably everybody's looking at Hakeem Jeffries. They're going to like, you know, this guy, he's very progressive. Uh, it's like, a, you know, but he is, you know, he's, he checks all the boxes of what they're looking for. Hakeem has led the Democratic caucus. He is young. He's from Brooklyn, New York. He's a dynamic leader like Nancy Pelosi. He knows how to pull the Democratic caucus together. He recognizes that it's a big family. And as, as we all know from uh, I come from a large family, um, you know, when you have a large family, you got to include uh, everyone. Uh, OK, so there's that. Thank you very much, Donna Brazil. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what uh, uh, ends up happening. But and then the other side, you've got uh, looks like McCarthy is going to be running the show and whatever kind of show that's going to be. I feel it's going to be a lot of stuff on Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. And and, uh, you know, it goes back to this. Is there a way that you can do both where you actually make it all about the people? And that gets the headlines rather than potentially, you know, the other stuff where you only care about donors and whatnot. But, you know, and by that, I mean, the people are willing to give to to the, you know, go out and get revenge. Make an effort is all I'm saying. Doesn't have to be a big effort, right? I mean, I think at this point, most Americans are like, I'm not looking for a big effort. I'm not looking for you to cure cancer. I'm looking for you to... Not be a, 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 an a-hole. That's all I'm looking for, right? Like, just do a couple things. Just a smidge. Not a ton, but a smidge. But I go back to this always, and I will always go back to this. You know, they always say, all politics is local. Know this. The midterms just happen. A lot of people are voting for mayors and, you know, council people and in some places governors and senators and all this. Know this. Those people. The ones closest to you, your board, right, your council board in your county or your city, your mayor, 
those people's influence on your day-to-day life and what they can do and how they can make it easier or make it hell is far bigger than the other stuff. But because we have a need to be entertained, we focus on a lot of other things. And what happens? People get voted in and you think, well, they don't do anything. Yeah, but did you see what they did? They voted this person uh, to lead this group over here. And this group over here is going to crack down on everything that your business does. Oh, yeah. That's why local is so important. And understanding the influence that those people can have. And I always go back to this. The most powerful group in California, while the big money comes from the Dems, for, from, the, from the unions, California Air Resource Board, CARB, may be the most powerful. Unelected bureaucrats, people appointed who can do whatever they want, whenever they want, when it comes to regulations. Terrifying. Understand who your local people are. That's how important that is. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The G20 is over, but uh, there was no doubt some news was made there. When we talk about that and we talk about the people we're going to be talking about, in particular the leaders, the two most powerful men on earth, Xi and Biden, we turn to one person only, the author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War. You can follow him on the old Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. Gordon, uh, first of all, what'd you make of the entire G versus Biden bizarre start to it where G didn't walk across the stage and made Biden do it? Yeah, that certainly, Chad, uh, showed that Xi Jinping was in command and that Biden was the supplicant. That is, uh, you know, when you look at diplomatic protocol, it is the host who is the one standing at the center. That was the Chinese, not Biden, even though this should have been a neutral event. And we have to go back to thousands or yeah, thousands of years of Chinese history. That's the Chinese statecraft, that the supplicants come to the great Chinese capital. And this was Biden. This was the image. And by the way, this was held at Xi Jinping's hotel, not at a neutral location. So clearly, uh, the Biden White House made itself look to be the vassal. And obviously, somebody at the White House made a huge mistake in permitting this to occur. So uh, what do we take out of the meeting? Did we learn anything? I mean, because some of the stuff he, you know, I mean, Biden has been all over the place where he's, you know, Gordon, he said, well, yeah, we'll protect Taiwan. And then there's others like, well, yeah, we totally understand. It's, you know, it's, you know, it, Taiwan and China are the same. It's I feel like there's zero kind of lanes that we've picked when it comes to this issue with Taiwan and China. 
Yeah, on Taiwan and China, the president at his post-summit press conference said, well, you know, our one-China policy hasn't changed. I mean, to his credit, he said that the United States opposes any uh, unilateral change to the status quo. In other words, uh, China invading Taiwan. Um, but he didn't make the commitment that he did in those four media interviews where he said that the United States would militarily defend Taiwan. And so that was somewhat of a back down. The point here, Chad, is I think that Xi Jinping looks at the American warnings to China to not supply military assistance to Russia. The Chinese continue to do that. We do nothing. And so no matter what Xi Jinping thinks about Biden's words on Taiwan. He thinks he's, that Biden's not going to do anything because we haven't done anything about Ukraine. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean we've given him a ton of money, but we're, we're doing our best to keep ourselves out of it. So why wouldn't you jump if you have a chance? Talking to uh, Gordon Chichang, author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War. Uh, follow him on uh, Twitter at uh, Gordon. Uh, you can go Gordon G. Chang and you can check out his website as well. So moving forward. The reality is, is we always think that it's several small countries that feel like, oh, we can, we'll side with China and the rest of the world's on our side. The reality is not everybody at the G20 is is on our side. They're not all the the, you know, lovey dovey. We're for freedom. And I don't think the rest of the world understands that. Yes, well, China certainly has gotten the global south, and most of the global south is not at the G20. Um, what we have is a world dividing. You've got Russia, China forming the core of a new axis. You've got Iran, North Korea, maybe Algeria in that grouping. And really what it does is the world's dividing into two. Um, Biden did not recognize reality when at the post-summit press conference he said, we don't need a new Cold War. Well, China, by deliberately spreading COVID-19, by backing the fentanyl gangs, is killing Americans. And so if you don't call that a new Cold War, I don't know what it is. Um, I would think it's somewhere between uh, Cold War and Hot War. So Biden is not uh, looking at the world in realistic terms, which means he's not defending the United States from what is clearly a foreign attack. You know, you talk about the spreading of COVID, and some people say, well, you know, they didn't spread it. Well, even if they didn't spread it in the conventional terms, they knew there was something going on. They hid it from the world, and we were a part of sending money over there to to further this 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 you know stuff that was going on. But you know, nothing is going to be done about it. And I know we're going to have meetings here. We're going to have tons of live you know hearings and stuff. But there, the question remains: How much were they truly involved, and what the hell's still going on with all these viruses? Yeah. Xi Jinping deliberately spread the disease beyond China's borders. Chad, we do not have 100% visibility where SARS-CoV-2, the pathogen, came from. I mean, I think it came from a lab. It was engineered, but that there is still some doubt. But what there is no doubt is that for uh, weeks uh, at a critical moment, China knew this disease was highly transmissible human to human, but they told the world it was not. And while they were locking down their own country, they were pressuring others to take arrivals from China without travel restrictions or quarantines. There are other elements that show Chinese um, bad acting on this, but you put just those two together, it shows that they deliberately spread the disease beyond China's borders. That means 600,000 uh, 6, people outside China who died from this disease, those were murders. 
Um, and the same thing can be said about fentanyl, because China deliberately wanted people to die when it made sure that that disease became not just something is, uh, localized to China, but became a global pandemic. Let's talk about the fentanyl thing, because when we, you know, we think fentanyl, we think south of the border, we think it's all Mexican cartels. Well, they're getting their fentanyl from somewhere, and that somewhere is China. And nobody really talks about it. Yeah, people on the right talk about it because of the border. But a lot of people ignore the fact it is killing young people faster than anything else. COVID, ha, no, this is deadly and dangerous. And we seem to just kind of semi-turn a blind eye. Well, yeah, we have. Um, remember, the Communist Party runs a near total or total surveillance state. These fentanyl gangs are large. They're well organized. They're international in scope. They launder their proceeds through the Chinese state banking system. Communist Party knows about this. They and the party makes glorifies drug use through Chinese owned TikTok. So those 77, 78,000 Americans who overdosed on illegal fentanyl last year, those also are murders, Chad, because the Communist Party wanted them to. But the story here is that there are three Americans whose last names are Obama, Trump, and Biden, who know all of what I just said, had the means to stop it, and who didn't. So this is on us, because we know what the Chinese are doing, and we has for reasons which are just escape me haven't decided to protect americans from this epidemic god it just it drives me crazy i mean it is is horrible and i'm here out here in phoenix and you know through arizona they say 75 percent of the fentanyl flows through through arizona that comes into the country which is terrifying uh so Gordon, like let's just say we wanted to put an end to it in some way shape or form because it is again it starts with so many people getting hooked on opioids and from there uh they're looking for anything and then they get poisoned a lot of people unsuspectingly get poisoned but if we were to try to put an end to it like what's the best way of taking on china in in this manner because it is something that needs to be talked about we're going to have to face them at some point in time we have to take away something that they want, and that something would be access to the American market. Um, that something would be American investment dollars that go into Chinese equities. That something would be technical cooperation. And by the way, we need to close the border. Um, so th- that's something else we need to do. But we need to, make, we need to impose those costs on China because the fentanyl epidemic is killing Americans at a very fast pace. And it's not just young Americans. Yes, they market it as rainbow fentanyl to kids, but it's also now been added to Adderall, and that can kill um, older people. Um, So it's your medications um, are now um, suspect, which means Americans should not buy um, medications from Canada, for instance, because the fentanyl gangs are also active not only south of the border, those are the cartels where the Chinese sell them to, but you've actually got Chinese gangs themselves operating in vancouver so it's a northern problem as well as a southern one uh speaking of of chinese gangs or chinese something uh this is something that you know about a month ago we reported that china's got these makeshift prisons or jails not just here but in canada as well in other parts of the world are we doing anything to stop that where they've set up these little bizarre kind of like hey we're our own police and we're policing our people on your land um, the FBI is investigating the um, one on the Lower East Side of Manhattan in Chinatown, um, but it's still open, uh, despite the New York Post reporting uh, for a long time ago about this facility. Now, 
uh, countries in Europe are closing down those Chinese police stations. But the story here, Chad, is, you know, why would the Chinese think to be so bold that they could get away with this? Well, we go back um, to those three individuals, Obama, Trump, and Biden. Um, they, had, they watched Chinese consular officials and Ministry of State Security agents openly operate on our soil, and we did nothing or virtually nothing to stop them. Uh, matter of fact, uh, we decided not to prosecute ones we caught, and we just turned them loose. So, of course, the Chinese said, well, the Americans are, are letting us do whatever we want. We can violate their sovereignty. We can operate on their soil. So that's why they have those police stations, because they know they can get away with it. That's sad. It's sad. Talking to uh, Gordon Chang, uh, the author of The Coming Collapse of China. You can follow him at Gordon G. Chang on the Twitter. Uh, last question. The 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 bizarre kind of dust up between Xi and uh, Trudeau it was wasn't noticed by you know the average person, but for people in the world of politics or everything, they took they took notice to what that was. It was a uh, very interesting to say the least. What was that about? Yeah, on the sidelines of the G20, there was an informal conversation on Wednesday between uh, Xi Jinping and Justin Trudeau, where uh, Xi Jinping was unhappy that Trudeau talked about a publicly talked about a conversation that he had had with Xi Jinping. And then Xi Jinping on Wednesday threatened, in mafia-like, uh, Trudeau saying, uh, you know, you better do what I want, or, quote, otherwise it will be hard to say what will happen. Um, and then as Xi Jinping was walking away um, to his aides, he said, uh, very naive, referring to the Canadian leader. Um, the, Xi Jinping is a thug. And we've got to understand, we very rarely get to see this, especially something in front of the international press, but there it is. Xi Jinping is a thug, and that's the way he's going to treat everybody, or worse, if he were in a position to do so. So we've got to make sure that he doesn't have the ability to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because now that he's he's basically been installed for life the the reality is is we're dealing with him and this president the next president and who knows maybe other presidents will have to deal with him depending on how long he stays alive and that is not good cuz i think he's got uh, he's got those kind of look in his eyes gordon that says i want to leave my mark on history yeah basically i want to conquer the world and the near parts of the solar system and i'm going to kill a lot of people doing it because he's already killed a lot of people chad Absolutely. Uh, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. Follow me when you want to know about what's going on in China and throughout Asia. And there, it is the, He is the one to go to. Appreciate you coming on this Friday, my man. Oh, well, thank you so much, Chad. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. This holiday season, as they would say, like in the movie trailers, this holiday season, there's one thing that you can do to make your family happy. Yes. Raycon. Boom. Love it. Raycon right now. Big sale going on at Raycon. So they got buy now, pay later options. Oh, tell me more. They've got things that you probably didn't know because I always talk about the earbuds. But they have bundles for things like, oh, speakers, headphones, gaming headphones. Oh, Chad. And many other things, including the amazing earbuds. So you go to buyraycon.com slash Chad now. So what do you get? We use code earlybf and site-wide. So across the entire site. 20% 20% off. Oh, okay. But if you want to do a bundle and save yourself the Christmas headache, 30% off right there. Oh, man, I love that. 
Get the best deals. Get the best premium audio sound with up to 54 hours of battery life, almost custom fits, and truly stylish and cool. One place. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Take it from the movie guy. It's the best thing that you're going to do for your family. They're going to love every second of it, and you're going to make everybody happy. And as they would say, you're going to win Christmas. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. 20% off site-wide, or do a bundle, get 30% off. Use code EARLYBF. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh my gosh. (gasps) I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. (sighs) That crypto stuff is so... You know, I'm a big, like blockchain, right? So you guys don't know what it is. So many people, it crypto, the currency, all the stuff. I still think there's a place for some of this stuff. But so much of the other stuff, it's like a cult. It's like those people who bought all the bored apes. I was reading yesterday, it was that uh, uh, Bieber spent like $1.6 million on the bored ape, which is this NFT. It's worth 60 grand. Now, if you're Justin Bieber, you're like, ah, whatever. You know, I'll go out and sing an extra song. You know, hey, tomorrow night I'm going to perform here. And, and the, but the 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 it's so funny because you have you have a group of people who want to protest everything, right? Like, oh, Starbucks treats me wrong. Oh, geez, oh, you know, must ask me to come in. And those same group of people fuel insanity of trying to get rich and do stuff. And this whole crypto thing, as it susses itself out, it's going to be a long time. And I keep going back to this. The guy who's now in charge of it, who's taken it over, the crypto, you know, FTX, he's the guy that was in charge of Enron's bankruptcy and stuff. And he said, this is so much worse than Enron. You're like, oh, my God. And if you guys are too young to remember, I touched on yesterday, Enron... Essentially, it was supposed to be an energy company, but it wasn't. It was actually more or less a trading company. And their big thing is they've cooked the books. Like these guys didn't even try to cook the books. Like Enron, like Madoff and Enron, they did it for years. These guys weren't even trying to Ponzi scheme it. They weren't even trying to take new investors and give to old investors. They were just, uh, whatever. Whatever. So Enron, what they did was so much, they never really had any pipelines or anything. They would go and they would sell on the open market, the commodities market. Uh, so selling, you know, uh, puts and calls, options. They would collect massive amounts of money in. But when you when you do that, most of the time, these things, they expire, as they say, worthless. Because people buy them to hedge their bets or whatever. But you also assume the risk that if it goes sideways and it goes above where your price point was, you have to cover everything. 
They would book all that as profit, and then when it would sideways, they would never update it. So they cooked the books. These guys were 10 times worse. 10 times. And I think he's in the Bahamas. That guy might be uh, in Dubai. Oh, my God. And he wandered around the halls of our great institutions doing what? Asking them for favors by giving them money. Mm-mm-mm. Money, money, money. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Man, I'm ready for the weekend. I don't know about you guys. It's been a hell of two weeks, right? Because we have all the, the, uh, you know, the votes and then the arguments and the fights. And then, of course, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the other day in the New York Post what, uh, how they covered Trump. (laughs) You guys didn't see the the maybe some of you did or maybe some of you didn't, but I'll refresh you. Uh, just to talk about the madness that we've been dealing with uh, over the last, you know, I mean, two weeks. I mean, there's a couple of days I slept here at the office because of, you know, Arizona being so close to many races. But the they trolled Trump. It was so. Uh, it was it was I got to say. It's personal. All right. Obviously, Murdoch and them, it's personal. And they were big supporters of Trump, but they think it's time to 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 uh, uh, to move on. And if you guys didn't see this. So on the cover the day after he announces. On the front page, like crime and stuff like that, the bottom of the page, (laughs) it says Florida man (laughs) makes an announcement. And you have to go to page 26 or something. And it says, with just 720 days to go before the next election, a Florida retiree made a surprising announcement that he was running for president. Avid golfer Donald J. Trump kicked things off at Mar-a-Lago, his resort and classified documents library. Trump, famous for his gold-plated lobbies and for firing people on reality television, will be 78 in 2024. His cholesterol levels are unknown, but his favorite food is charred steak with ketchup. And then the final line the story says Trump also served as the 45th president. <laughs> but it's been chaos. And when I say I am happy, like next week is Thanksgiving and we can all take some time, I am happy. Because we're still fighting it out here in Arizona. So yesterday, Carrie Lake, uh, the, you know, as many people said, the queen denier of, of things, she... Uh, is in Mar-a-Lago because, you know, you've got to head over there and get advice from the guy that overturned the election when it was stolen from him, apparently. Oh, wait, that's right. It didn't happen. Oh, Chad, you're not being very nice. You're not. She's she's assembling stuff. I'm like, what? Yeah, she's assembling stuff. She's putting I'm like, like a robot? Because, like, if she's putting together a vote bot that is really amazing, then, you know, 
great. Let's see what that looks like. That might be interesting. But uh, no, that's not what's happening. It's not. It's not a vote bot. It's none of those things. Now, I am busy here collecting evidence and data. Rest assured, I have assembled the best and brightest legal team, and we are exploring every avenue to correct the many wrongs that have been done this past week. I'm doing everything in my power to right these wrongs. Everything in my power to right these wrongs. Here's something interesting, though. Let's take away the the wackiness of it all, because she it didn't even rise to an automatic recount. Were there some issues here? Yes. But if you believe that there's that everything is against you, your confirmation bias will find anything you need to to assure that. And if you're somebody who's looking at it, eh, you know, but we talked to a lot of Carrie Lake supporters and they're like, you know what? Like, I liked her better than Hobbs, but no, I'm not buying anything was wrong. Uh, I went to the polls or a few issues. I'm moving on with my life kind of thing. Here's a question, though, for some people out there. Uh, because the thing about Carrie Lake who's become nationwide. She is very popular amongst a lot of the, the, the Trumpian supporters for sure. Uh, this is This is an interesting thing. What do you want to do with your life? I talked to two pundits, one on the right, one on the left, one local, one national. Uh, well, they do both, but one who, who, who helped run a couple big campaigns here, Rick McCain, stuff like that. And, and both of them said the same thing to me. And I've heard it from James Carville and a few others. She is the most skilled natural politician they have ever met. But have you damaged yourself so much that getting away from this would be virtually impossible. Has it become that? And and that goes to all of the people. So maybe in your state, your town, you had somebody who was very, you're like, I like this guy. I don't think this guy or gal is really this way, but I can't get behind what they're doing. If they weren't saying these things, I would easily vote for if they weren't living in the rear view mirror and not focusing on, uh, uh, you know, out of the front, maybe absolutely. But the question is, is there a way back? And I think it's a fair question. I don't think people are asking that question because look, yes. Are there Trump, you know, are there deniers when I hear deniers again, let's elections happened. We know that result denying that is well that's just standard for the course in modern politics but is there a way back for real could somebody remake themselves reinvent themselves and and say you know a year from now decide they're going to run for congress or they're going to run for senate or they're going to you know uh because i think that's what carrie lake's going to do and but is did you do so much damage that's the big thing about trump florida man the with the retiree as the New York Post called him is Trump painted himself into a corner in the sense that so you look at somebody like Donald Trump and you think you did you caught lightning in a bottle and you got people who are pissed off Democrats uh, you got people who were worried about the progressiveness of stuff. You got people didn't pay attention to politics. You got people that were really ignored uh, by the flyover states and the flyover media. You got people that that really, you know, you were able to speak a language. You were able to be the the you know the billionaire 
that would drop the F-bomb and go on the floor of any of your construction sites and tell a dirty joke. And, oh, my God, he's, you, 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 it resonated. But then you built something. Not everything was your fault. But as you built it, you started to peel away, and some of them started to peel away on their own, people that even had, oh, I don't think you should have done that. Or maybe you shouldn't have tweeted that. Or stop fighting. And slowly but surely, it became too much. And now you've got a group of people that are cultish. That's kind of true. And the question is, see, I, I said this the other night. That speech that he gave, those low energy, it was, it was what a normal person in politics would give. And yet he couldn't, first of all, he doesn't have the discipline. We all know that. He's a, he, he, there's no way he has discipline to go all that time. The second thing is, it's his people would never allow that. Because at the end of the day, Trump to them is their revenge. He's their big F you, their middle finger, the kick you in the grundle. So if, you know, they even boo him when he talks about the, the, uh, uh, the shot. And the vaccine. And I wonder if it's going to be that way for a lot of people who are politicians who got behind this because they saw the low hanging fruit and they thought they could energize some people and that maybe others would go, well, things are just so bad. I'm going to vote for the R even if I don't like. And now they're going to come out on the other side. And are they so tainted that there is no real chance or a viable way back? Interesting. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. I just know that if Trump tried to be disciplined, it ain't happening. It ain't, it's just not going to happen. He's not going to be able to, to keep those people happy. Right? Because as we've said, it's not about winning to them. Winning means very little. Oh, they'd love to see Trump, but they'd love to see him at a position where he can fight against their perceived injustices every day. And they like that it's a big F you to the people that think the and 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 some of it's true. The you know the 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 intelligentsia and the academic world who kind of look over and like, oh well people in Oklahoma can read kind of thing. You know, it's like that's they like that and the fighter in him. But if he tried to do other things where that wasn't his mainstay and he didn't talk about 2020 and all he really did was want to focus on problems. Those people wouldn't, they wouldn't stay with him because again, it's not about winning three, two, three, five, three, eight, 24, 23 at Chad Benson show is your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. I do. I do. Let's talk about it. Omaha steaks, baby. Love my Omaha steaks. Uh, Sent some to my uh, uncle, like I said, earlier we were talking about it. He went out to Morton's the other night. It was my aunt's birthday, and they, they're they like, ah, steaks are better here. Oh, I know. Duh. Now, Omaha Steaks has a family and friends thing going on. 50% off. Use code Benson when you check out, right? That keyword Benson, you're going to save an extra $30. They've got comfort food. Oh, They've got the most amazing steaks you're ever going to taste. It is incredible. Plus... They've got things like pork chops, which, as I've told you guys, love the steaks. 
Pork chops are my favorite. They are. Their burgers are incredible. This week we had hamburgers. We ground up uh, some of the burgers because my wife cooked. She thought they were going to shrink. And we took them and we made tacos and then we made pasta. It was just awesome. And, of course, their hot dogs and all the other stuff that desserts. But right now you can save big, 50% off the friends and family, minimum purchase required, and get an extra $30 off. You're going to love it. You can stock up for the winter, the fall. You got family coming over. You're like, you know what? Let's fire up the barbecue. It's chilly, but it's beautiful outside. Let's do it. And you get 100% unconditional money back guarantee. So don't wait. Go to omasteaks.com today. Friends and family, 50% off. Use code Benson. Save 30 uh, $30 extra. So Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. And don't forget the extra 30 bucks off. Code Benson. OmahaSteaks.com. Code Benson. OmahaSteaks.com. Code Benson. Chad Benson Show. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grey, Peggy Grey, Chopper in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Leonhead, Brasnap, Lenny Bush, and Lester Banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly beef, boom. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending in DDO. Start over in the world of Twitter, baby. Uh, the Twitter turkey drive is trending along with Cutter. Talk a bit about Cutter. World Cup kicks off in two days. I'm going to give you my predictions coming up in a little bit, but I'm also going to talk about the nightmare uh, that is going on for fans, for advertisers, on top of the fact that the human rights, the human rights of so many people. As well as their their, their their lives have been snatched away by this group, but yet they get to host the greatest event on the planet. Oh, lots of stuff about Elon Mastodon. Not the band. How stoked do you think the band is? They got to be like, man, people really like us. But it's another form of, uh, of I guess it's like a Twitter that looks just like Twitter. It's kind of like True Social or all these other ones. And this one is where everybody's fleeing to because Elon is mean. Budweiser is trending and not for the reason that you would think, oh, they did something. No, 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 no. This time it's Cutter. Cutter kicked him in the grundle and the rest of the world this morning when they said, oh, by the way, we're not going to allow you guys to sell beer inside the stadiums, even though we promised you. Head over to Google. Cutter. Trending today. Yesterday, biggest thing, the Packers. They sucked it up, as I told you. Got a win last night. 1-0 for the week. Give us some more of my NFL picks coming up as well. Lots of stuff about Twitter trending there. Starbucks as well. Starbucks and Twitter yesterday. Employees were very, very mad at the evil of their employers. 
Oh, no. I know, right? Pelosi yesterday retired from speaker. So she's not going to run to be a leader. She's not going anywhere. She's staying put, if you will. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, totally. I was like, whoa. Hakeem Jeffries. You don't know the name. You might want to learn it. He's who people believe is going to ascend. He'll be the minority leader. And should they take the House back while he's the leader, he'd probably voted the actual Speaker of the House. But that's a long ways away. Oh, it is. It is. The Buffalo Snowstorm. So it is going to get nasty in Buffalo. In fact, Jim Cantor went out there. You know it's bad when Jim Cantor shows up, right? You know, like, oh, damn, from the Weather Channel. Like, it's going to get ugly. They're talking up to four feet. Of snow. That's a lot of snow. They've moved the uh, Bills game out of Buffalo this weekend. So they're playing in Detroit, Detroit. And uh, Detroit, the Lions tweeted out, <laughs> like, uh, at Buffalo Bills, we left the numbers on the table. Call if there's an emergency. Don't break the furniture and lock the door on your way out. So they're going to be playing there. Uh, for for their game this weekend because there is that much that snowstorm is going to be massive. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. We're going to talk a little bit about the World Cup. I'm going to give you my picks, run through some of the stuff, players to watch for because I love the game. It's what I did. It's my you know that's it, soccer saved my life as a kid, uh, and you know it's just. It's still a passion, but it's the world's passion. And people can pay attention. The U.S. is in it. I'll tell you how I think we're going to do. But we're also going to talk about the nightmare that is the human rights violation and how this morning they move the goalpost again on the world when it comes to, hey, come over here. Let's have a party and have some fun. We're totally new and it's great. And you got there and you're like, uh-oh. 323 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. If you miss any of the show, grab the podcast, the Chad Benson Show. Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Hello, darling. Happy, happy, happy Friday indeed. Less, of course, you worked at Twitter than it was an awful Friday. Or is it? Or isn't it? Nobody really knows. Uh, you know, Elon Musk is evil. Ah! Earlier this week, Elon Musk revealed he's working around the clock, sleeping on the floor at Twitter until, quote, the organization is fixed. 
Well, it appears many of his employees do not want that life for themselves. On Wednesday, Musk emailed his staff and said to them, we will need to be extremely hardcore. This will mean working long hours at high intensity. Anyone who does not agree will receive three months of severance. Well, the deadline was last night. We don't know how many, but it appears a number of employees are choosing to leave. ABC News has learned dozens of them sent a salute emoji over the company's slack. So, again, he's asking you to work hard? Oh, God, how dare you? How dare you ask me to work hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't say it was forever, did he? I didn't hear that. I mean, I, I maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe my, my English isn't what it once was. Yeah, it's, but it's his company. And the insanity of which people are freaking out about, it's not profitable. Well, it was. No, it wasn't. It, 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 like a lot of things. Look at what just happened at Meta. He laid off 11,000 people on, at Facebook. That's what it is. We say Meta, people are like, what? Amazon just got rid of 10,000 people. Well, Elon's a meanie. Is he really? He's a slave driver. Really? No, he's none of those things. You know, he's quirky. He's very driven. I bet swimming in his mind 24-7 is all kinds of crap that's just bursting to get out. But you... You know, you didn't want to work there. Partly because you didn't like the fact that he he was going to be more politically open to the right. You didn't like that. That he was going to want accountability. You didn't like that. You're also mad at Starbucks. You can work at Starbucks and get insurance and your college paid for, but it's not enough. Because the working conditions are so bad. It's a clash of generations. And they're coming to your work. I know they've arrived here at this station. Yep, we've got some that will do exactly that. They'll sleep in the station if need be. We have others that no chance. I don't want to live my life that way. Well, then don't. He took away our free food. Welcome to the real world. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just crazy. But this is what we've got. This is the complaints. Let me let me talk about the difference in the world. Twitter, all the stuff you're hearing about. Oh, the life in the day of a Twitter person. I got my caramel macchiato and they made us food and there's a Pilates station and blah, 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 blah. And I work on a campus because it's so awesome. Right? You know, Starbucks is like, they're driving me crazy. They're so mean to me. Oh, my God. Well, maybe you should have got a different degree. But the one you got said Starbucks. <laughs> No, I didn't. I got a degree in queer gender theory, you know, African interpretive dance with uh, a minor in, uh, you know, victimhood in sign language. Okay, but that says, if you look closely, it says, you work at Starbucks. So you go and you work at Starbucks. And then you're upset because they're so mean. They only scheduled four people here and these people are mad and somebody yelled at me and they misgendered me. And it's like, oh my God. Now, Look across the globe for a second. Leave your amazing world where you're pissed off because your iPhone 13 didn't arrive on time and because Elon wanted you to pay for your $500 a day lunch or whatever it was. He said it was costing 400 bucks a day per person. 
to feed them their free lunch. Which again, they're like, what do you mean it's not free? Well, you do think do you think there's a food fairy back there? Let's go look. Nope, no food fairy. We looked. So you go over to Cutter. World Cup starts Sunday. 6,500. 7,500 people work at Twitter, worked at Twitter. I don't know what it's down to now after the mass walkout resignation anger. So you had 7,000 or so, 7,500. 6,500 men, mostly, are dead because they were building stadiums for a nation that should never be hosting the largest sporting event on the planet. Think about that. A stadium that, I mean, a country that bought the games and now many of the people that got the payoff are in jail, have been indicted. Yesterday, the guy that ran CONCACAF, which is the region that America plays in North America and Central America, he they, they agreed to uh, extradite him. And he's going to stand charges because they were all paid off. So what did they do? We got to build stadiums because we do not have a single athletic stadium here in this country. We don't even have a soccer team or a league. Oh, whoa. Lo and behold, they build all these stadiums. And some of them are amazing. One of them is built out of cargo containers. It's incredible looking. And they're inside those cargo, the, the big cargo containers are like, they're like suites. And when you look at it, it looks like the, like the outline of a stadium. And then the cargo containers are all different colors and everything. They're going to break that apart and ship it over to Uruguay, who's trying to get the 2030 World Cup. How many people died making that? It's insane. So while we gripe, moan, whine, oh God, all this stuff, and think about the people that went over there, promised, hey, you're going to make a great steady wage, you're going to be able to help your family out from Bangladesh and other parts of Southeast Asia. They grab their passports, they make them work for virtually nothing, and if they fell off a scaffolding and died, they paved over them. I'm not pretending, oh, that's that. they didn't really, they did that. The ghost of the men who died making and the boys making those stadiums these guys are gonna be playing at this weekend kicking off they're there those fields underneath they're they're a burial ground for some people you hear family say our dad or my husband went off and you know we i heard from him once when he got there i never heard from him again it's scary so our people like oh my god oh my god so you go and you leave and you find a new job but let's remember how awesome you have it as you're complaining about the fact that, oh, he's going to allow too much free speech or he's taking away my snacks or whatever the hell that you're upset about. Some basic. 323-538-CHAD. 323-538-2423. You can uh, call right there and uh, leave a message if you want, or you can tweet at us. Or text us at Chad Benson Show, Twitter, your Instagram, and whatnot. Let's talk about the games itself, because I still am excited. I love the games. Today, 
though, one of the things about Qatar is they're also very, very, very conservative. The money that's poured into this is massive. Budweiser, a key sponsor, and has been for decades, found out today... Officials expect over one million fans to come to Qatar for this World Cup, the first ever in the Middle East. Fans arriving today to the breaking news that beer sales have been banned by Qatari officials at the eight World Cup stadiums just two days before the tournament is set to begin. Mm. Solid. Well done, Qatar. These were one of the promises they've made. That you've got nothing to worry about. We're just going to, you know, for this month... We're just going to turn it loose. We're going to let you guys do it. You invited the, the party, as the, the, the Danish guy said the other day. You invited the world here. Well, they're inviting the world here, and what are they doing? They're deciding that you're going to come here on our terms. It's sad. It's sad. But the games will be played. So let's talk about the games, the teams. You have several groups, and the way it works is like anything else, right? So you got you've got Group A. All the way down to Group H. H. So eight groups, 32 teams. America hosts the next one along with Mexico and Canada. And that will expand to 48 teams. First team, Group A, kicks off Sunday. Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. Qatar, honestly, you know, normally when you watch these uh, things, right, like with us, we hosted the 94 World Cup. God, we don't want to be the first host country to not make it out of the group. And we made it out of the group by the skin, just like by the hair and our chinny chin chin. We got, we got out of the group. And it was amazing. But, uh, you know, we, we lost in this round of 16, but we made it out of the group. You usually really cheer. You want that home team because you want there to be that excitement. I mean, Russia went to that, was it the quarterfinals? Or the semifinal. I mean, you know, even though it's right, but it's still the, the, because the country gets behind you. I think with Cutter, everybody I talk to is like, I hope they get blown out. I hope they get absolutely crushed, embarrassed. They play the first game against Ecuador. Then they uh, have to play Senegal and Holland. Holland's going to win that group. Then you've got Group B. England, Iran, Wales, and the United States of America. Our first game is Monday. We take on Wales. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I could see us tying that game. Next game is against England. I got to think England's going to, you know, turn us over on that one. Uh, And then Iran. And we're the youngest team, I think, in the tournament by far. And Iran is the oldest team. So it's going to be interesting. I, I... I think we'll get out of the group of, of that group and then we'll go, we'll see what happens from there. You got Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland, Argentina, Poland right now, two best teams in that group, France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia, France, world champions, still Denmark, probably the second best team in that group. Of course, Denmark is led by Christian Eriksen. And we talked about him. He's the guy who had a heart attack on the field a couple of years ago. And he is playing at a high level. Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. Spain, always good. Germany, always good. The other two teams are just there uh, to say, hey, we got to play in the World Cup. But you never know. There's going to be a surprise. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Croatia, lost in the finals. Belgium, lost in the semis last time. Canada, really decent. Morocco, eh, not so much. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Uh, Brazil, 
Serbia, easily the best two. Maybe Switzerland, then Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea, Portugal, and then probably whoever fights it out for a second, maybe Uruguay. Who is going to win? I get asked that every day because people are laying bets around here, you know, because they got a little betting apps. If you were to ask me right now, I got to pet everything. It's not the U.S. Argentina. Like Argentina is going to take it. I think they've got they've been built for this situation. Messi has already won something. The goat is in front of him. If he can go out and grab this, there's no doubt. I think Argentina wins it, but uh, there'll be some surprises. I think they play Brazil in the semis and they beat Brazil. They're arch rivals. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Rough Greens R U F F Greens dot com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens now. Get a free bag on Dr. Dennis Black and myself. If you love your dog like I love my dogs, you're going to want to give this a try. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff. You sprinkle it on top of your dog's food, and your dog's food comes alive. What I love about it is we didn't have to change anything. We didn't have to go out and buy special food or do anything else. All we had to do was just that. Buy this, put it on top of their food, sprinkle it on. They love the taste. And boy, has it made a difference. With their hips, their joints, the pains that they had, their little aches and pains, their digestive tract, especially in the summertime, too, with their skin and allergies, you will love it. Try it for free right now. You cover the cost of shipping. It's a few bucks. You get a bag for free. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. New in theaters this weekend. I believe he used to work for Harvey Weinstein. The movie She Said looks at the New York Times investigation into sex assault allegations against movie mogul Harvey Weinstein that resulted in his dismissal from his own company and ultimate imprisonment. Streaming. Disenchanted is the follow-up to Disney's wildly popular hit Enchanted, which debuted 15 years ago. That's on Disney+, Plus, along with the documentary Mickey, the Story of a Mouse. And on Apple TV+, Plus, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell star in the Christmas comedy Spirited. Yeah, so lots of stuff out there to see at home this weekend. If you want to go to the theater, you can. Obviously, uh, Black Panther is still going to dominate. I'm staying home yet again. I don't even know when the last time. I haven't been in a movie in like... Three and a half years. We tried to take Charlie to see a movie like seven months ago or a year ago, but she just wasn't having it. So, and I haven't been back since. So don't have time. You know, it's like I have a finite time to spend with them and try to get out maybe some golf balls every once in a while. But, you know, my, my schedule's so busy. I do miss it, though. I do absolutely miss going to the movies. I got to make more time for that. So uh, speaking of going and doing things, if you guys didn't hear the insanity with... Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift. It is crazy. The insanity of of how they were not prepared for the sale. And this was not the sale. They didn't have the sale. This was the pre-sale. 
Ticketmaster tweeting, due to extraordinarily high demands on ticketing systems and insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet that demand, tomorrow's public on-sale for Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, has been canceled. Fallout for Ticketmaster has been swift. Senator Amy Klobuchar sending a letter to the CEO of Live Nation expressing serious concerns about the state of competition in the ticketing industry and its harmful impact on consumers. Yeah, so uh, here in Arizona, it was semi-bad, but not as bad as Ticketmaster because Arizona, we uh, where they're having it, State Farm Stadium, they have a contract only with SeatGeek. So, but it was still really bad. People were waiting three, four, five hours, you know, to get it. But, so I was talking to my friend, name's Allie, she... Uh, she used to be a reporter here, and now she's like the uh, the public relations officer for for fire department, uh, one of the big fire departments here. And I, and she's she's only, she's like twenty seven ish, and she she is a Swifty, like a huge Swifty. She bought tickets. So what did you pay? She got lucky. I said we're gonna we figured three hundred be good, but we got lucky, and it was you know it was three hundred, but where we got the seats were on the floor. And the, and the stadium, you know, the stage comes out. So it's like a regular stage, and then it comes out like a walkway. And she goes, we're on there dead center in the walkway on the left-hand side. She goes, you know what's crazy, Chad? I said, what? She goes, within an hour, the seats near me were on, like, a bunch of the seat, you know, like stub hubs and all those kind of things. She goes, anywhere between $2,500 and $6,000. I'm like, damn. I go, would you think about selling them? I go, think about this. You sell them, right? You get five grand. You take even a thousand. Sit up top. Hmm? I'm just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show's your Twitter. It's Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson i find it interesting continuously the whole twitter insanity of what has taken place with twitter and is it you know it's a tug of war somebody's come in they bought the company elon musk he's doing all this stuff that he wants to do because it's his company now. Let's be real. He bought it. He paid $44 billion. He didn't just buy it. He overpaid for it. So now that he has it, he wants to make changes. But coming in, it is a, it's a generational battle, too. You're dealing with a lot of young people who are entitled, who are feel that you know they want their free lunch. Literally, they want their free lunch and everything else. It's interesting to watch the way that this thing is unfolding. And how many people left yesterday after his hardcore memo, which says, hey, you're going to stay, you're going to go. When you come here, you work your ass off, 
but it'll be rewarding. Or you can leave. Some people, they thought, I'm leaving. 30 seconds left. 35 seconds. You have like an atomic clock. Oh, he's just, he's got his thing. Everybody here, we're all about to get fired. So they're standing out in front of the, the entrance to where they are. You got a bunch of Twitter employees. They're on their phones. Pretty excited about it. From Twitter. Uh, I've been here nine years and nine months now. Same with you. How long are you here? Four years. Four years? Two months. Nine years and a month. Oh, were you not blue? No. No, no, he was after. Wait. Okay. Oh, ten seconds. Ten, uh, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Zero. Happy New Year! <laughs> Yay! And like that, they were fired. How many people were fired? I don't know. Uh, it was a lot. And it goes back to even some of the things we saw yesterday in parts of the country where Starbucks employees were like, it's so horrible to work here. Oh, my God. The stress of it all. Here's something. Don't work there. These people chose not to work there. The working conditions are awful. Eh, is that really true at Twitter? Right? You having to work 40, 50, 60 hours. Oh, my God. Somebody says, is that every day? Probably not every day. He backed off, even Elon, some of the, ah, you know, no work from home or remote. It's, it is amazing, though, to watch the way that this thing is fo- unfolding. Uh, because, look, there's going to be bumps. People, you know, it's over. Twitter's done. I don't know if I'm going to count Elon out yet. But Twitter needed to do something to be profitable. See, that's the other thing. You work for a company. The reality is somebody's writing your paycheck. Somebody is, is, is having to be accountable to a banker, to their family, to themselves, as well as making sure that you have all the things that you need. Oh, sure, you are going in and providing a service, but based on today's youth, and that's a lot of what we're seeing in these, you know, uh, mid-30s down to, you know, 20-somethings. Uh, it's not to them because they've gone through this education complex that has basically said capitalism's evil. All of these things are bad. Uh, that, that making money is bad. That they look at somebody like Elon more as an adversary than somebody you can learn from. And they're also not sold for climbing the ladder. It's not a big deal to them. Right. Just getting by is okay, Right. As long as we're happy, as long as we're doing okay, They're making their choices to leave. And that's just it. You're making your choices. His thing was, I own the company now. This isn't public. We need to make money. And by the way, Twitter needs to adapt. His goal, for because everybody's too busy yelling and screaming because he's like, oh, he's on the right side of the aisle now, so we have to hate him. I mean, two years ago, he was going to bring us to, to Mars, and he was going to, he had the electric car, and he was just a fancy pants guy. It was great. But now, oh, it's totally different. It's, he's just a different character, and he's evil and bad. Take all that out, right, for a second, if, if people can. You need to make money. That's what you got to do. And Twitter has to adapt because along comes TikTok and YouTube is beyond massive and Facebook is still the behemoth out there. And Twitter is used by very few people. It's got an outside influence amongst the intelligentsia and academia and in pop culture and in the world, 
but it's used by very few. To expand it, you've got to change, and that's what he's trying to do. Not just the culture, but what Twitter's going to be, which is a lot of things. He's got something that uh, we were talking about last night. I was talking about to a couple friends last night that he's got this thing that he calls X, I guess. I think that's what it is. And or Project X. And it was going to be for something similar ish to a Twitter thing when they thought about maybe doing some other stuff, you know, because Twitter's become such a, uh, you know, a minefield for we're going to suspend this guy, but we're not going to suspend that guy. You can say this over here, but you can't say that over there. So, you know, the thought process, because he is kind of a a free speech absolutist, which is phenomenal. So the, He's got this thing he wants to bring in. He wants to take on YouTube. He wants to take on on uh, the likes of, you know, uh, TikTok and and Instagram. He wants to do a Twitch like thing in some ways where you can broad it. There's all of these things that he wants to do and he wants to be somewhat subscription based. Totally understandable. So he's trying to make money. And the thought process is how dare he? You paid $44 billion, you have every right to go try and make some money. But watching the people melt down over this is tremendous. Do I feel sorry for them? No. You're making a choice. You could have stayed and worked harder and looked for another job. You could have stayed and worked harder. And here's the other thing. Do you think he wouldn't take care of you? Do you think, because he's still rewarding people with stock. Well, they're not public. Exactly. Do you think they might be one day again? You don't think there's a plan to... Write the ship, change it a bit, and roll it out into something else and go public? You don't think maybe there's a plan there? Oh, no. No, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying. Did you think he was going to have you come in and work for slave labor wages? No. No. It's just, it's crazy. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all the other things. Meanwhile, back on reality, uh, somebody's leaving. Speaking of somebody not going to be doing a certain job, a certain job. Scripture teaches us that for everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. My friends, no matter what title you all, my colleagues have bestowed upon me, there is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and defending our Constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. So Pelosi is out as Speaker. I guess Chuck Schumer really was like, don't. Because then people are going to think I'm old. (laughs) They already know that, Chuck. They already know that. So she's stepping away. And then the big question becomes, all right, well, if not her, first of all, there's still work to be done, but somebody's going to have to take a gig. The question is, who could it be? Everybody's thinking Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem has led the Democratic caucus. He is young. He's from Brooklyn, New York. He's a dynamic leader. Like Nancy Pelosi, he knows how to pull the Democratic caucus together. He recognizes that it's a big family. And as, as we all know from, uh, I come from a large family. Um, you know, when you have a large family, you got to include uh, everyone. You know, uh, 
Okay, so you got to include everyone. So you're going to go from San Francisco to uber progressive New Yorker. Is that really including everyone? I'm just curious. Or are those the only two states that matter? Well, for a lot of people, especially on the left, those are the things that matter. So people in the Midwest, if you're a Democrat, those, you, your quote unquote normalist Democrats, you're not it. You're not it. I'm sorry. You just, you don't have the it factor because you don't have that progressive stamp. And he's pretty damn progressive. Could he be it? Yeah. I said yesterday, throw AOC and Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, you, uh, she can be the, the, the you know, uh, the Speaker of the House, and then AOC can be the minority <laughs> leader, and just let him battle it out. Let's just get it over with now in the chaotic comedy that will be so much of what our politicians are focused on. That's it. You know, low-hanging fruit, get people to cheer, raise some money. That's what it is. Now. As far as the Republicans, uh, you guys are going to be leading. Uh, what are the big things you're going to be doing to help fight inflation, to uh, to try to restore some confidence in our voting, to do a lot? Of, and, and by the way, there was confidence pre-2016 then it was, well, the Russians did something. Then it was, oh, it was crazy, crazy ballots harvesting and switching and somebody, I mean, it was, and now we're at a point where everybody feels somebody else has cheated. So you got to have all of these things that you're thinking about on top of that security, immigration, big stuff that you got to do. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. So none of the other stuff? Not to go ahead, do it, but we're going to do some other things, right? I'm just curious. Curious. Because whenever I say that, people flip out. And I'm all, go. Look, Hunter's already been investigated left, right, and center. I think we already know he's in trouble. And if this is what you feel you need to do and you must do, but tell me there's going to be some other stuff being done. Because if it's a revenge tour, I'm not interested, if that's what you're looking at. Because things are about to get a lot more expensive here in the next couple months, and things are going to look a lot more recession-y than people have been feeling. So if the whole goal is to get revenge, and it's not to move the ball forward and help the American people, again, I don't know if I'm interested in that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text to program. My pillow right now has amazing towels for sale. Six-piece towel set. Super absorbent. Not lotiony. I love it. Cotton grown right here in the United States of America. And you're going to get a six-day money-back guarantee. But if you buy before December 25th, Christmas, the birth of the Lord, they are going to extend that guarantee, money-back guarantee, all the way to the 1st of 2023 in the year of the Lord, 2023, March. What? 
It's crazy, right? Yeah, so you're going to get it all the way out there. So you're going to get amazing towel sets, 40 bucks, six towel set, two bigs, two mediums, two washcloths, incredible, great discount, 60 money back guarantee, and they're going to extend that all the way to March. Oh, tons of colors and styles to choose from. Tons of other amazing deals at the MyPillow site right now. Go ahead, take advantage of it. MyPillow.com slash Benson. $40 for the six-piece towel set. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Police in Idaho pouring over the crime scene inside that off-campus home where four college students were brutally murdered. Investigators say the two surviving roommates have been very cooperative with police. Investigators piecing together a timeline with videos from that night. Two of the victims seen on their way home from a bar. The other two had returned from a party. Yeah, two of the victims, you see them, they go to like a taco truck or something and they order some food. Uh, you know, it's it's weird because you're watching something and you're thinking to yourself, they have no care in the world, right? They just went to a bar and they were having fun. They're going to get some food. They're heading back to their to their you know to the apartment, and you know, I guess the apartment's rather big. It's like five six bedrooms, uh, and you're watching that. And you're thinking, man, it's tough because you know, in a few hours, they're going to be dead, and it is awful awful they're looking for a rambo style knife that seems to have done the cutting and you know again and here's one of the other things everybody's looking you know is there a suspect is there a suspect i am not aware of definitive information that gives us a targeted suspect or identified suspect or suspects or why this happened that's what they're looking for we're hoping maybe somebody in the community will come forward that, that might have heard something or said something. I Again, it's, it's so bizarre. It really is. You're just like, my goodness. But looking at it and thinking to yourself, so you have no idea who did this, why they did this. There were people at home, and it's just the whole thing is so weird and of course you're coming out the other day and saying "Eh, it's it's nothing to worry about we all know that was not true but now you're trying to trace back right somebody follow him home for the bar somebody follow the other people home from the party why did if you're killing four people in a house how do none of them wake up and hear anything at all There was no struggle. Did you drug them? Is there many people that are involved rather than one? What we have to determine in the course of the investigation and interviewing these two is if they heard something, if they saw something, what they heard, what they saw, and that would potentially make them witnesses. Yeah, because I don't really think by the sounds of it that they are the suspect's that they're thinking of because they're just by the sounds of it. Cause I think we would have known by now, right? Don't you think? Well, it's hard to tell with this cause it feels very Barney Fife at times as well. Interesting. Interesting. Indeed. Three, two, three, five, three, eight, 24, 23 at Chad Benson show. It's your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. All right, coming up, Gordon Chang's going to join us. The big G 20 meeting. Uh, what we learn 
What did we learn? Did Xi tip his hands about anything when it comes to our relations with China and the U.S.? Uh, We're also going to pick his brain about uh, what took place the other day between the Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau and Xi. Does that mean anything? And uh, now that he's the leader of leaders, what's in store for the next decade? Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The G20 is over, but uh, there was no doubt some news was made there. When we talk about that and we talk about the people we're going to be talking about, in particular the leaders, the two most powerful men on earth, Xi and Biden, we turn to one person only, the author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War. You can follow him on the old Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. Gordon, uh, first of all, what'd you make of the entire Xi versus Biden bizarre start to it where Xi didn't walk across the stage and made Biden do it? Yeah, that certainly, Chad, uh, showed that Xi Jinping was in command and that Biden was the supplicant. That is, uh, you know, when you look at diplomatic protocol, it is the host who is the one standing at the center. That was the Chinese, not Biden, even though this should have been a neutral event. And we have to go back to thousands or yeah, thousands of years of Chinese history. That's the Chinese statecraft, that the supplicants come to the great Chinese capital. And this was Biden. This was the image. And by the way, this was held at Xi Jinping's hotel, not at a neutral location. So clearly, uh, the Biden White House made itself look to be the vassal. And obviously, somebody at the White House made a huge mistake in permitting this to occur. So uh, what do we take out of the meeting? Did we learn anything? I mean, because some of the stuff he, you know, I mean, Biden has been all over the place where he's, you know, Gordon, he said, well, yeah, we'll protect Taiwan. And then there's others like, well, yeah, we totally understand. It's, you know, it's, you know, it, Taiwan and China are the same. It's I feel like there's zero kind of lanes that we've picked when it comes to this issue with Taiwan and China. Yeah, on Taiwan and China, the president at his post-summit press conference said, well, you know, our one-China policy hasn't changed. I mean, to his credit, he said that the United States opposes any uh, unilateral change to the status quo. In other words, uh, China invading Taiwan. Um, But he didn't make the commitment that he did in those four media interviews where he said that the United States would militarily defend Taiwan. And so that was somewhat of a back down. The point here, Chad, is I think that Xi Jinping looks at the American warnings to China to not supply military assistance to Russia. The Chinese continue to do that. We do nothing. And so no matter what Xi Jinping thinks about Biden's words on Taiwan. He thinks that Biden's not going to do anything because we haven't done anything about Ukraine. Yeah, well, I mean, mean, we've given him a ton of money, but we're we're doing our best to keep ourselves out of it. So why wouldn't you jump if you have a chance? Talking to uh, Gordon G. Chang, author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War. Uh, Follow him on uh, Twitter at uh, Gordon. uh, You can go Gordon G. Chang and you can check out his website as well. So moving forward. 
the reality is, is we always think that it's several small countries that feel like, oh, we can, we'll side with China and the rest of the world's on our side. The reality is not everybody at the G20 is is on our side. They're not all the the, you know, lovey dovey. We're for freedom. And I don't think the rest of the world understands that. Yes, well, China certainly has gotten the global south, and most of the global south is not at the G20. Um, what we have is a world dividing. You've got Russia, China forming the core of a new axis. You've got Iran, North Korea, maybe Algeria in that grouping. And really what it does is the world's dividing into two. Um, Biden did not recognize reality when at the post-summit press conference he said, we don't need a new Cold War. Well, China, by deliberately spreading COVID-19, by backing the fentanyl gangs, is killing Americans. And so if you don't call that a new Cold War, I don't know what it is. Um, I would think it's somewhere between uh, Cold War and Hot War. So Biden is not uh, looking at the world in realistic terms, which means he's not defending the United States from what is clearly a foreign attack. You know, you talk about the spreading of COVID, and some people say, well, you know, they didn't spread it. Well, even if they didn't spread it in the conventional terms, they knew there was something going on. They hid it from the world, and we were a part of sending money over there to to further this 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 you know stuff that was going on. But you know, nothing is going to be done about it. And I know we're going to have meetings here. We're going to have tons of live you know hearings and stuff. But there, the question remains: How much were they truly involved, and what the hell is still going on with all these viruses? Yeah. Xi Jinping deliberately spread the disease beyond China's borders. Chad, we do not have 100% visibility where SARS-CoV-2, the pathogen, came from. I mean, I think it came from a lab. It was engineered, but that there is still some doubt. But what there is no doubt is that for uh, weeks uh, at a critical moment, China knew this disease was highly transmissible human to human, but they told the world it was not. And then while they were locking down their own country, they were pressuring others to take arrivals from China without travel restrictions or quarantines. There are other elements that show Chinese um, bad acting on this, but you put just those two together, it shows that they deliberately spread the disease beyond China's borders. That means 6,600,000 6, uh, 6, people outside China who died from this disease. Those were murders. Um, And the same thing can be said about fentanyl, because China deliberately wanted people to die when it made sure that that disease became not just something uh, localized to China, but became a global pandemic. Let's talk about the fentanyl thing, because we, you know, we think fentanyl, we think south of the border, we think it's all Mexican cartels. Well, they're getting their fentanyl from somewhere, and that somewhere is China. And nobody really talks about it. Yeah, people on the right talk about it because of the border. But a lot of people ignore the fact it is killing young people faster than anything else. COVID, ha, no, this is deadly and dangerous. And we seem to just kind of semi-turn a blind eye. Well, yeah, we have. Um, Remember, the Communist Party runs a near total or total surveillance state. These fentanyl gangs are large. They're well organized. They're international in scope. They launder their proceeds through the Chinese state banking system. Communist Party knows about this. They, and the party makes, glorifies drug use through Chinese-owned TikTok. 
So those 77, 78,000 Americans who overdosed on illegal fentanyl last year, those also are murders, Chad, because the Communist Party wanted them to. But the story here is that there are three Americans whose last names are Obama, Trump, and Biden, who know all of what I just said, had the means to stop it, and who didn't. So this is on us, because we know what the Chinese are doing, and we has for reasons which are just escaped me haven't decided to protect americans from this epidemic god it just it drives me crazy i mean it is is horrible and i'm here out here in phoenix and you know through arizona they say 75 percent of the fentanyl flows through through arizona that comes into the country which is terrifying uh so Gordon, like let's just say we wanted to put an end to it in some way shape or form because it is again it starts with so many people getting hooked on opioids and from there uh they're looking for anything and then they get poisoned a lot of people unsuspectingly get poisoned but if we were to try to put an end to it like what's the best way of taking on china in in this manner because it is something that needs to be talked about we're going to have to face them at some point in time we have to take away something that they want, and that something would be access to the American market. Um, that something would be American investment dollars that go into Chinese equities. That something would be technical cooperation. And by the way, we need to close the border. Um, so th- that's something else we need to do. But we need to, make, we need to impose those costs on China because the fentanyl epidemic is killing Americans at a very fast pace. And it's not just young Americans. Yes, they market it as rainbow fentanyl to kids, but it's also now been added to Adderall, and that can kill um, older people. Um, so it's your medications um, are now um, suspect, which means Americans should not buy um, medications from Canada, for instance, because the fentanyl gangs are also active not only south of the border, those are the cartels where the Chinese sell them to, but you've actually got Chinese gangs themselves operating in vancouver so it's a northern problem as well as a southern one uh speaking of of chinese gangs or chinese something uh this is something that you know about a month ago we reported that china's got these makeshift prisons or jails not just here but in canada as well in other parts of the world are we doing anything to stop that where they've set up these little bizarre kind of like hey we're our own police and we're policing our people on your land um, the FBI is investigating the um, one on the Lower East Side of Manhattan in Chinatown, um, but it's still open, uh, despite the New York Post reporting uh, for a long time ago about this facility. Now, uh, countries in Europe are closing down those Chinese police stations. But the story here, Chad, is you know why would the Chinese think to be so bold that they could get away with this? Well, we go back um, to those three individuals, Obama, Trump, and Biden, um, they, had, they watched Chinese consular officials and Ministry of State Security agents openly operate on our soil, and we did nothing or virtually nothing to stop them. Uh, matter of fact, uh, we decided not to prosecute ones we caught, and we just turned them loose. So, of course, the Chinese said, well, the Americans are, are letting us do whatever we want. We can violate their sovereignty. We can operate on their soil. So that's why they have those police stations, because they know they can get away with it. That's sad. It's sad. Talking to uh, Gordon Chang, uh, the author of The Coming Collapse of China. You can follow him at Gordon G. Chang on the Twitter. Uh, last question. The, the, the bizarre kind of dust-up between Xi and uh, Trudeau 
it was wasn't noticed by you know the average person, but for people in the world of politics or everything, they took they took notice to what that was. It was a uh, very interesting to say the least. What was that about? Yeah, on the sidelines of the G20, there was an informal conversation on Wednesday between uh, Xi Jinping and Justin Trudeau, where. Uh, Xi Jinping was unhappy that Trudeau talked about a publicly talked about a conversation that he had had with Xi Jinping, and then Xi Jinping on Wednesday threatened in mafia-like uh, Trudeau, saying, uh, "You know, you better do what I want, or quote, otherwise it will be hard to say what will happen." Um, and then, as Xi Jinping was walking away um, to his aides, he said, uh, "Very naive," referring to the Canadian leader. Um, Xi Jinping is a thug, and we've got to understand. We very rarely get to see this, especially something in front of the international press. But there it is. Xi Jinping is a thug, and that's the way he's going to treat everybody, or worse, if he were in a position to do so. So we've got to make sure that he doesn't have the ability to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because now that he's he's basically been installed for life the the reality is is we're dealing with him and this president the next president and who knows maybe other presidents will have to deal with him depending on how long he stays alive and that is not good because i think he's got uh he's got those kind of look in his eyes gordon that says i want to leave my mark on history yeah basically i want to conquer the world and the near parts of the solar system and i'm going to kill a lot of people doing it because he's already killed a lot of people chad Absolutely. Uh, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. Follow me when you want to know about what's going on in China and throughout Asia. And there, it is the, He is the one to go to. Appreciate you coming on this Friday, my man. Oh, well, thank you so much, Chad. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. This holiday season, as they would say, like in the movie trailers, this holiday season, there's one thing that you can do to make your family happy. Yes. Raycon. Boom. Love it. Raycon right now. Big sale going on at Raycon. So they got buy now, pay later options. Oh, tell me more. They've got things that you probably didn't know because I always talk about the earbuds. But they have bundles for things like, oh, speakers, headphones, gaming headphones. Oh, Chad. And many other things, including the amazing earbuds. So you go to buyraycon.com slash Chad now. So what do you get? We use code earlybf and site-wide. So across the entire site. 20% 20% off. Oh, okay. But if you want to do a bundle and save yourself the Christmas headache, 30% off right there. Oh, man, I love that. Get the best deals. Get the best premium audio sound with up to 54 hours of battery life, almost custom fits, and truly stylish and cool. One place, buyraycon.com slash Chad. Take it from the movie guy. It's the best thing that you're going to do for your family. They're going to love every second of it, and you're going to make everybody happy. And as they would say, you're going to win Christmas. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. 20% off site-wide, or do a bundle, get 30% off. Use code EARLYBF, buyraycon.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. 
Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh my gosh. <gasps> I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. <sighs> that crypto stuff is so, you know, I'm a big, like blockchain, right? So you guys don't know what it is. So many people, it crypto, the currency, all the stuff. I still think there's a place for some of this stuff. But so much of the other stuff, it's like a cult. It's like those people who bought all the bored apes. I was reading yesterday, it was at the uh, Bieber spent like $1.6 million on the bored ape, which is this NFT. It's worth 60 grand. Now, if you're Justin Bieber, you're like, ah, whatever. You know, I'll go out and sing an extra song. You know, hey, tomorrow night I'm going to perform here. And, and the, but the, the, the it's so funny because you have you have a group of people who want to protest everything, right? Like, oh, Starbucks treats me wrong. Oh, geez, oh, yeah, I must ask me to come in. And the same group of people fuel insanity of trying to get rich and do stuff. And this whole crypto thing, as it, it susses itself out, it's going to be a long time. And I keep going back to this: the guy who's now in charge of it. Who's taken it over? The crypto, you know, FTX. He's the guy that was in charge of Enron's bankruptcy and stuff. And he said, This is so much worse than Enron. You're like, Oh my God. And if you guys are too young to remember, I touched on it yesterday. Enron, essentially, it was supposed to be an energy company, but it wasn't. It was actually more or less a trading company. And their big thing is, They've cooked the books. Like, these guys didn't even try to cook the books. Like, Enron, like Madoff and Enron, they did it for years. These guys weren't even trying to Ponzi scheme it. They weren't even trying to take new investors and give to old investors. They were just, ah, whatever. Whatever. So Enron, what they did was so much, they never really had any pipelines or anything. They would go and... They would sell on the open market, the commodities market. Uh, so selling, you know, uh, puts and calls, options. They would collect massive amounts of money in. But when you when you do that, most of the time, these things, they expire, as they say, worthless. Because people buy them to hedge their bets or whatever. But you also assume the risk that if it goes sideways and it goes above where your price point was, you have to cover everything. They would book all of that as profit, and then when it would sideways, they would never update it. So they cooked the books. These guys were 10 times worse. 10 times. And I think he's in the Bahamas. That guy might be uh, in Dubai. Oh, my God. And he wandered around the halls of our great institutions doing what? Asking them for favors by giving them money. Mm-mm-mm. Money, money, money. Chad Benson Joe. This is the Chad Benson Show.